0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus left Samaria for Galilee. He himself had declared that there is no respect for a prophet in his own country, but on his arrival the Galileans received him well having seen all that he had done at Jerusalem during the festival which they too had attended. He went again to Cana in Galilee, where he had changed the water into wine. Now there was a court official there whose son was ill at Capernaum, and hearing that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, he went and asked him to come and cure his son, as he was at the point of death. Jesus said, So you will not believe unless you see signs and portents. Sir, answered the official, come down before my child dies. Go home, said Jesus, your son will live. The man believed what Jesus had said and started on his way. And while he was still on the journey back to his servants, met him with the news that his boy was alive. He asked them when the boy had begun to recover. The fever left him yesterday, they said, at the seventh hour. The father realized that this was exactly the time when Jesus had said, Your son will live. And he and all his household believed. This was the second sign given by Jesus on his return from Judea to Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. The fate of this official is contrasted with that of the people of the Lord's own country, the Galileans, whom he had recently passed his judgment. There is no respect for a prophet in his own country. Surprisingly, on his visit home, our Lord is met with a more favorable crowd. In fact, the evangelist tells us that the Galileans received him well. Perhaps it was only his own townspeople that had harbored scorn against him since familiarity often breeds contempt. But our Lord is not impressed, nor is he easily swayed by the relatively warmer welcome. He understands the reason for their hospitality. They had seen his miracles and were expecting more. His initial caustic response to the official's request for healing on his son's behalf may actually be targeted at the gathering crowds, rather than this man so you will not believe unless you see signs and portents. But the response of this official would be different from that of the Galileans. We are given little information about the background of this official, but his story sounds vaguely familiar with that found in the Synoptic Gospels, where he is identified as a centurion, a Gentile military officer. If this is indeed the same man, this Gentile shows greater faith than the Galilean Jews because he relies on the words of the Lord and believes in it without needing to have our Lord supported with the evidence of signs and portents. The words of the Incarnate Word is sufficient for this Father to believe and set him on his path home. Only here in St. John's Gospel do we have this record that this miracle is counted as the second sign Given by Jesus. So, this miracle was not just another supernatural action of our Lord. It serves to point to something else, as any sign would. The original word for sign was the Greek semion, which became the Latin signum, from which we also get signal, insignia, signature. Although the synoptic gospels tell us of the many miracles of our Lord with some being described in greater detail than others, John's Gospel only lists seven. Each of these signs points us along the path toward realizing the whole point of John's Gospel, which can be summed up in one of the most frequently quoted verses in the entire Bible, John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Each of these seven signs show us truths about Jesus, the Word of God, who is the revelation of God's love. What does the second sign tell us about the one that performs it? It is the message that we will hear many times from this point on in John's Gospel that Jesus is life-giving. In fact, he is the life and the resurrection. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Where our Lord is to be found, life is renewed and restored. If only we will have faith. He is not too distant that he cannot reach us or that we cannot reach him. He is never too late that the outcome is a foregone conclusion and prayer will make little difference. No situation is ever too difficult, nor beyond repair, that he cannot restore it. We just need to place our complete trust in him and know that whatever may be the outcome, He is always in charge and in control because He is the healing and life-giving Word of God. He is the sign of the Father's love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.